Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Uh, today I'm here to talk about two Ubisoft related pieces of news. I am your host Matthew and yeah, let's uh, let's break this uh, Ubisoft news down. So this isn't like a mini gaming talk episode. I'm not going to be talking about what I've been playing or any of that sort of stuff. This is just an episode focusing on Ubisoft and the two pieces of news that have come out in the last couple of days. So I was going to do this episode actually and focus it on Assassin's Creed um, when the news yesterday came out about this update. And then as of a few hours ago today there was another piece of news that came out about a Splinter Cell remake. So I thought I'd just combine them together. One piece of news I'm a bit more positive about as opposed to the other one. Uh, So let's just stick them both together and do a big Ubisoft episode because why not. Uh, let's jump uh, straight into things. Now, um, I did an episode earlier this year, I believe it was. It was a recent episode. And it was called The Fall of Assassin's Creed. And basically in that episode, I went through Assassin's Creed's history. And pointed out when when the games were good, what changed, when it changed, why it happened. And the ultimate result of that, which is The Fall of Assassin's Creed as a franchise. And where I had dropped off as well. Or where I'd started to drop off and then where I completely just lost complete interest. So I'm going to go into a bit of news here. Uh, We'll break that down. And then I'll just talk about it in a way of, you know, Assassin's Creed has basically lost its identity. Completely and utterly lost its identity. So there's a bit of news that came out. It says two days ago here from Push Square. Uh, it says Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is the newest game. Dawn of Ragnarok is supposedly the most ambitious expansion in the franchise's history. And it costs, in the US, $40. Here's the catch. There is a season pass for Assassin's Creed Valhalla that you can buy. So naturally, you try to put two and two together... And you would think, okay, if you buy the base game, which at launch was $60, it's now a bit cheaper. I'll go through prices in a minute. Was $60 at launch, isn't anymore. So if you bought a $60 game at launch, and you bought a, what is the season pass? It says about 15, uh, I'm seeing like between 15 and thirty pounds for for some reason. So around around usually, season passes are about uh, fifteen pounds for things. Now usually, what a season pass will get you is any DLC that comes out for a game. Instead of you buying those pieces of individual uh, individual DLC, which would be priced at about fifteen pounds each, you usually for single player games like this are able to buy season pass and then every bit of DLC that comes out is included with it. This update for Assassin's Creed is not included in the season pass or the there's another thing I saw listed somewhere somewhere else called the expansion pass. I couldn't manage to find that myself but uh cuz I dropped off of this game a long time ago. Uh pretty sleazy stuff from Ubisoft but let me pose the question. Should we be surprised by this company anymore? 
This company, in my eyes, has been on a journey of not only destroying one of its biggest franchises, and one of the franchises I cared most about in gaming, even outside of Ubisoft games, in gaming, which was Assassin's Creed. I used to love the Assassin's Creed games. I don't anymore. Um, I'm going to get into some pictures for this thing in a minute, and specifically the featured image that I've used for this episode, and just discuss the loss not even the loss of identity, the dis- the the demolition of an identity with Assassin's Creed because it really, really isn't Assassin's Creed anymore. So, uh, as I've got listed here, if you currently want to buy Assassin's Creed Valhalla, so if you haven't bought the game yet, so I went onto Google, went on the shopping tab and typed in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and I've got prices for Xbox One and Series S and X, uh, ranging from CD keys £22, so that would be a digital code, uh, Argos, which is a, a store in the UK, £35, Amazon, everyone know, knows what Amazon is, £33, G2A, G, sorry, G, yeah, G2A, which is another digital site, £19, and then MMOGA, £22, and then another website is £20. Uh, see if there's any PlayStation prices listed. Uh, there's one. There's an Ultimate Edition, uh, which is on Ubisoft Store UK, which is fifty pounds. That's the Ultimate Edition. I wasn't able to find if this season, if this big expansion, uh, is included in the Ultimate Edition. I'm going to guess that it isn't, but it might be. Uh. Then you've got uh, PC Season Pass, £16, and in the PS4 game on a few different websites, £25. So let's say around about £30 on different sites at the moment. It's got a cheaper price listed for Xbox One, but round about, let's just say £20, right, for the console version of this game. Then you add another 15 onto that, <clears throat> if you want the other content. And then you add the massive, what was it again, $40 if you want this expansion. But even though this is supposed to be a massive update and the most ambitious, what that also probably means is ridiculously bloated. That's probably what that means as well. It doesn't. It doesn't mean curated big content that's interesting. It probably means... Overbloated content for Assassin's Creed. Because um, I, I I know what this series has become. I I I know what to expect from these from these games. And I have played some of Valhalla, but that was where I ultimately dropped off the franchise because it totally lost its sense of identity. So yeah, just you can just put some of those prices together, and you can get the gist of what I'm saying. But the most egregious thing here, and the reason I'm pointing this whole thing out, is. This isn't included in the season pass, and it should be. Um, yeah, it it should be for a single player game as well. So, yeah. Um, and it does say here on uh, nme.com, Ubisoft is updating Assassin's Creed Valhalla next week, which will require players to re-download the entire game. So you do need not only to have the game purchase but the game obviously you know you need to have it installed which means you need to own the game 
in order to play this expansion. So you, it, so if you got rid of Assassin's Creed, let's say you finished all the season pass stuff or whatever, or you finished the main game. Because uh, let's say you finished the main game, you're not interested in the season pass content, but you're interested in like this big expansion. Well, you can't go and get the cheaper season pass, which is fifteen pounds. You have to spend more money and get the forty dollar big thing and then if you get like back into playing assassin's creed and stuff and you want that season pass content you've still got to pay you still got to play three lots of money is the point that i'm trying to make but this update should be part of a season pass really um because it won't be i'm promising you all you all now it won't be a case of this is like oh lots of quality is it's not a case of quality content content it's a case of quantity of content because it will just be an overbloated map again uh which the original base game was anyway it took some people i heard like 70 hours to play the main game and if you if you bought it you paid it you paid for it and and you played it and you liked it great you've bought something that you like that's that's really good um and look, some of you might have bought the season pass. You might be really, really into what this game is doing. You might have enjoyed the season pass content so far. And you'll go and buy this extra thing. Maybe you'll really enjoy that. If you do, that's great as well. It means that you're buying more stuff that you like. That's good. I have to consider, you know, the other side of it. But it's just a it's just a way to get you to pay more money for something that should be in a season pass and for something that's not going to be quality content but quantity of uh, of content so that's assassin's creed for you um want to i want to turn my attention to two particular images that got released with this um so as you've seen in the main featured image here the main character of valhalla that you play as has got what appears to be wings. That's just what it looks like, isn't it? Because um, I, I, I don't know what else that could be. He's got big black wings on, on his back. Um, since when did Assassin's Creed characters have wings? Because if you go back to Assassin's Creed 1 through to... Uh, Origins, maybe? Characters didn't have wings. I mean, the most wing uh, soup thing you'd see was the Da Vinci machine in Assassin's Creed 2, I think that was. And you flew that a couple of times. But that wasn't the same type of wings as whatever the hell is going on in, in that picture. I, I looked at, I took one glance at that picture, and obviously the wings are a very noticeable thing. They're very big. And I just thought. I I thought when I, because that that's a new level of loss of identity. Um, and Assassin's Creed has gone from this grounded, okay, there, there's sci-fi elements to it, you know, the Apple of Eden, all that sort of stuff. That's I think long gone. There was those sorts of elements, but for the most part, it was a grounded, gritty assassin game. Right, where you'd roam the streets, you'd jump off rooftops, you'd use a hidden blade. If you got into trouble, you could use your sword. You could use, like, throwing knives. That kind of typical 
assassin type thing you know that put put the white the white outfit on put the hood on and and be the assassin in the shadows or the assassin in the paystack thing um since when was that supposed to involve like fantasy type wings because the most recent game i can think of from ubisoft is that um not gods among us immortals feet phoenix rising that's what it was called and you could like have i think it was hades wings or something like that I, i did play some of the game until it decided to start level gating me um that involved wings but at least it involved wings in the first place not like 10 games down the road um, and I've got another image here, which is like all these element things, and a character's got like this weird-looking shield, and there's like some strange-looking, almost like mythical creature. So my question is, when when did Assassin's Creed turn into a fantasy game, like some sort of Game of Thrones, Lord of the Ring, casting spells, having wings, and like. But just all this weird stuff that's happened. When when did when did that happen? Um, and that's what I'm talking about when I talk about loss of identity. Is what Ubisoft has basically decided to do. I mean, they've done a lot of things to Assassin's Creed, but one of the things they've decided to do to this franchise is let's just okay. We ditched like Desmond's story, right? We, we we're not doing that anymore. That was the actual Assassin's Creed story. You ditched that and then you like rebooted the series. It was okay for a couple of games. Uh, and then you just turned it into a fantasy series. With the mix of Vikings. Now I don't mind the Viking theme to it. There's a certain assassin element that can be included. Not that it really was, but you can include that in there. Uh, but, yeah. Um, Assassin's Creed has gone from a stealth sword fighting game to a fantasy game, somehow. When did that happen? Did something happen in the season pass or in the story that I'm not aware of? Uh, yeah, that's a, that. That's not a way to evolve or change. I mean, it's a way to change a series. Certainly, that's not the way to evolve a series. That's a way to just completely change its identity. Um, in a world where that those themes weren't a thing, really. I mean, sci-fi and fantasy are two different things, anyway. Uh. Because I mentioned about the sci-fi kind of element with the Apple of Eden. But that was like with the sci-fi story that was part of that. Which got like mistreated and ditched anyway. So you can just forget about that. Uh, but yeah. Assassin's Creed is apparently like. It's funny. I almost feel like Ubisoft tried to just use the Assassin's Creed name. To try to turn this into a cheap, terrible, overbloated Witcher game. That that's basically what you that's to, that's a summary of what Ubisoft has done, isn't it? Is instead of like a sword fighting stealth game, this is now an over bloated seventy hour fantasy sword fighting cheap. Um, and when I say cheap, I'm not talking about the game's price, obviously. <laughs> I'm talking about the quality of the games. This cheap 
over bloated, overpriced Witcher, like terrible Witcher clone. That that that's what Assassin's Creed is now. That that's what it is, and it shouldn't have gone anywhere near like something like The Witcher. Um, yeah. So that's Assassin's Creed for you. But hey, if you like, I said if you're enjoying these games, I'm I'm glad that you are because I'm certainly not. <laughs> but uh, there you go. That's Assassin's Creed for you. And uh, this price thing is disgusting. It's egregious. It shouldn't be happening. But it is. Uh, I'd say to some of you, don't buy it. But I, you know, can't tell you how to how to spend your money. You can spend your money however you want. I'd recommend that you don't do it. Um, because kind of what you're doing there is filling Ubisoft's executive pockets. Um, by buying cheap not cheap price wise cheaply over bloated content really that's that's assassin's creed and yeah i've tried to very much detach myself from the franchise now and not really think about it um but when news like this comes out it's like whoa what what are you what are you doing like when i saw the combination of these two images when i was like okay there's some sort of like fire thing going on, like some elemental stuff, and this the these wings that are on the back of this character, and then saw the forty dollar thing. I was like, okay, you have and in the wrong way, you have my attention, but yeah, not in the way of like I'm a new customer or a returning customer, in a way of like you've grabbed my attention for entirely wrong reasons. So there we go. Anyways, move on. Talk about uh, a bit more, a bit more positive news. I have some negatives towards this news, but uh, it, it's a bit better. It's a bit better of news. It's about Splinter Cell. I'll see you for that in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today, I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for kualu and the amazon affiliate link if you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or 
film review per month it's up to you which one you want to choose we will watch a few episodes of the tv show that you choose or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show Alright, let's talk about Splinter Cell. This news was announced today, the 15th of December. As of a few hours ago, of course we don't have a Gaming Talk podcast until next year. But yeah, again, like I said, I wanted to just combine two Ubisoft pieces of news together and do a Ubisoft episode. Ubisoft announces Splinter Cell Remake. Uh, Myself and Robert and many other people have been predicting some way, shape and form of a Splinter Cell return. Whether it be a new game, remake, remaster, port... Something, some something else since 2013, because Sam Fisher's been in certain terrible games since 2013, but he's not had a return, uh, either in the form of a remaster, remake, new game, what have you. So there you go. Uh, that's good. That's good. Splinter Cell's back. That's good. But th- there's a there's a few there's a few concerning. Um things to note towards this there's there's one particular thing in terms of the developers i'll get onto that in a second um i don't trust ubisoft to do this properly because i've talked before on different things tv shows films games a little something i like to call brand trust and what that basically is is when one company or studio or developer or a named company Puts out a particularly good product for a period of time and you start trusting them. So like the MCU, you know, like with my Spider-Man review earlier today for uh, No Way Home. I very much trust the MCU because they've been consistently doing excellent content for a long time. Whereas with DC on the other side, I don't because they haven't. I'll just I'll just leave it there. I don't want to get too much into a DC Marvel thing with, you know, me talking about Splinter Cell and Ubisoft. But I'm just talking about brand trust. So to move it back to Ubisoft... Not only, as I just mentioned, have they completely and utterly destroyed the brand identity and the franchise that is Splinter uh, uh, Assassin's Creed. Not only have they completely destroyed it and caused it to lose its entire identity and overbloated it with content and then overpriced the whole thing. Not only have they done that, but uh, the Far Cry games that have come out most recently, so Far Cry 6, Far Cry 5, Far Cry New Dawn, Far Cry Primal was fine, I remember playing some of that wasn't great um immortals phoenix rising was probably the best thing they've put out since assassin's creed origins maybe maybe i'm just trying to think of of ubisoft's recent history but then the mortals phoenix rising has also got level gating so that ruined that game for me uh but it was good It, it it was a better game than what they've they've kind of come out with uh and then they've done things like uh, the Ghost Recon. Was it called Breakpoint? The one that was really terrible. There was Go- Ghost Recon Wildlands, which I need to give another try to. But there was Ghost Recon. I think it was like Hardpoint or something like that. Uh, it was the, the most recent Ghost Recon game, and it was basically very, very bad. Um. I think that was the game where they tried to... They had John Burnfall, so, you know, Punisher from uh, the Punisher series. And he played Shane on The Walking Dead. John Burnfall came in. And he seemed like he would fit that kind of military role. 
and he was in a couple of scenes, but really didn't make. They really misuse misused John Burnfall and basically used him as clickbait advertising in a way, really. Uh, long, but yeah, to put it simply, Ubisoft has been mediocre to very bad for the last five to ten years, roughly. So if they're to be that inconsistently meh or very bad, why would I trust them to make a Splinter Cell game? Why? 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 Why would I do that? I mean, the last Splinter Cell game that came out in 2013, I believe, was Conviction. There was Conviction and Blacklist. Those were the most two recent ones. I think Conviction was the newest one. It was in 2013, and I love both of those games. But that's that's just Ubisoft of a different time. That's when Assassin's Creed games were still pretty good, if I remember, back then. Uh, and Ubisoft was in a good spot. Some of the Far Cry games were pretty good. You know, 3 and 4 came out round about, round about that kind of time. Um, and they were pretty good. And I remember... It's, it's funny, actually, because... I remember a few people, before I kind of realised it myself, started saying, okay, Ubisoft's just putting out the same game over and over again. You know, you have a big map, you have certain areas of the map, you climb to the top of the tower, you activate the tower, you clear the area, and then you do that six times, or however many times. And you do it over and over again until you finish the game. It was a decent um, formula at first, but it just got too tiresome, and it also started crossing... It was starting to be used in... Far Cry and Assassin's Creed and like other things as well but mainly in like Assassin's Creed and Far Cry but then the problem was when they opened the maps up quite a lot for those two games those two series um it just uh yeah it just just became too bloated too many like little question marks on the map and and that sort of thing And, and none of the content was particularly interesting like what I mentioned earlier with The Witcher Witcher 3 is a phenomenal, phenomenal video game. Um, and the side quests actually almost feel like main quests. They're, they're just really, really good. Uh, but anyway, back to, to Splinter Cell. I just don't trust that Ubisoft will go, do a uh, good job with this. Now, before I learned the information I'm about to tell you, I already had that on my mind. So bear in mind, going into this other piece of news attached to this... I already had it in my mind. Okay, I do want Splinter Cell back. I very much want Splinter Cell back. I really enjoyed the last two games. But we just have a different Ubisoft now. And it's just... You just can't trust this current version of Ubisoft to do something right. Uh, whether it's with their workforce or, you know, with the, with their games. Because they failed at both with that. Uh, it says here... Uh, original Splinter Cell being remade by the Far Cry 6 developers. Yeah, yeah, the Far Cry 6 developers, who yet again failed to innovate or change Far Cry after, not six games, more than six games, because there was New Dawn as well, and Primal, so seven games, no, eight games, I suppose. Uh, That gives me less hope than what I had before, so you've both, to me, you've both got the combination here of... The modern day Ubisoft, uh, which is mediocre to bad with a bad track record in the last five to ten years, choosing then to remake Splinter Cell and choosing a developer who just released 
quite a mediocre game in Far Cry 6. That's that's not a combination to get me excited or enthusiastic or it doesn't make me look forward to this game. Uh, personally, if it was up to me, I would just t- take things like Assassin's Because it's really just kind of Assassin's Creed and Splinter Cell that I cared about from Ubisoft. If you were to take those two and give them to just somebody else, whoever you want to pick from, then I would be able to take more investment in them, in those franchises. Obviously, like I said with Assassin's Creed, my I just you know it's, it's done, it's gone. You know, it's not going to change. Splinter Cell's still got a chance, but how much of a chance it's got, I I don't know. Now the the one kind of little slither of hope I have is. This is a remake of a uh, game that's already come out. So you've already got a pretty good script, gameplay, story, characters, etc, etc. So it's not relying on these developers to make a new story. Um, I also read somewhere else earlier today that it's not going to be open world. So that's a good sign as well because... If if Ubisoft was to, was to make an open world Splinter Cell game, it would just follow the same formula as Far Cry and Assassin's Creed. You know, six checkpoints, climb tower, activate tower, clear area, and then do it five more times. And it would ruin Splinter Cell. Because Splinter Cell is a pretty linear, from what I remember, a pretty linear, straightforward, stealth shooting game. And it's really good at doing those things. So... If a franchise is really good at doing those things, just let it stay doing those things. You don't need to change the formula and make this game a 50-60-70 hour bloated open world Splinter Cell game. I don't even know how that would have worked for Splinter Cell, but it says that that's not what they're doing here. I do think at some point down the line, if, if this is successful for Ubisoft, I do think that they will try to do an open world game. And it will probably have the problems I just mentioned. I know they're making, I'm making an assumption there. But just given the Ubisoft of today. I think that's what they'll probably try and do. And it will probably have like a season pass tacked onto it. And deluxe versions at like a $90 or whatever. Whatever's going to happen. So yeah. But uh, I'll be keeping my eye on it. I, I want this to succeed. Because I just want another great Splinter Cell game. And I've only played two of them. I've only played Blacklist and Conviction. And I know that there's like Pandora Tomorrow. And there's some of the other Splinter Cell games. That are really loved by a lot of people. And I want to discover those franchises as well. So not franchises. Those um, additions in the series as well. And I've always said. You know remakes, remasters of old games. To like bring a series back to life. It was also a good testing point. Of your modern audience. And to see. Okay, we have these games that are so-and-so years old. We want to bring this franchise back. Instead of doing a new game, let's bring back the games that people loved. Because people do love these old Splinter Cell games. Let's remaster or remake them. And that both serves as a nostalgia point for the your existing audience. And it gives a chance for you to get new modern audiences. Or new new people, basically into uh, playing your series and then if that's successful and you remaster all of your games that people cared about then you can go on to making new games but it's that point that I'm future concerned about 
uh, because that's when I think that they'll do the bloated open world type of Splinter Cell game. But at the moment, that's not happening. That's not happening at the moment. We have a linear, hopefully, Splinter Cell game, which already has a great game that people love there. So just, just don't. It's not that hard to mess that up. All you got to do is, all you got to basically do is modernize a game that people love from the past. That's all you got to do. You ain't got to change anything. You ain't got to like add a season pass. You ain't got to add a forty dollar expansion that's outside the season pass. You don't have to do anything like that. Just keep everything. Keep the things that people loved. If there's things that didn't work with the game, change those things. But just modernize this game, remaster it, and just leave it alone. Just, just you know. Get your dirty hands off, basically. <laughs> yeah, so... Anyway, that's a couple of Ubisoft bits and pieces of news. Just want to talk about these. I'm a bit more optimistic for the Splinter Cell thing. Just depends how that goes. But Assassin's Creed can just be thrown in a bin, as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah. Uh, congratulations, Ubisoft. You completely and utterly destroyed Assassin's Creed. So... <sighs> Take me back to 2007, please. Somebody... <laughs> Uh, where we had Assassin's Creed, and I was just delightful, d- d- delightful experience. Um, t- take me back to that 2007 to 2010 era, where Assassin's Creed was great. Ah, oh, I miss that series. I really do. Anyway, it's, it, it's, it is what it is, so, yeah. Anyway, those of you who got any thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, uh, are you excited for the Splinter Cell remake? Do you have the future concern that I have, which is that eventually Ubisoft could make a bloated, boring, open-world, overpriced Splinter Cell game? Do you think that will happen? Um, have you played any of the previous Splinter Cell games? For those of you that have, are you concerned about what Ubisoft might do with it? And for those of you that are or are not enjoying Assassin's Creed, what do you think of everything I discussed with that? Let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments about Splinter Cell, Ubisoft, and Assassin's Creed, I should have said, Assassin's Creed, Splinter Cell, and all things Ubisoft, so let me know your thoughts on those things. Matthewentertainmenttalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Also, if you're looking on the podcast version, sorry, the website version of this podcast, there's a big email box down below, you can scroll down to that, put your email message in there, they'll get sent to me as well. You can also click on or copy and paste the email name, it's a little clickable link, and you can send me a message that way as well. So there you go. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, uh, TV, video games, films, Manchester United podcasts, uh, you can find us as well on your favourite podcast platform. Just search for Entertainment Talk. If you want to support Entertainment Talk in the podcast, you can just use word of mouth, social media, let other people know about the content that we make, um, and listen to more episodes or do whatever you want to do with those things. Those are some options there. Uh, social media, share them around, that kind of thing. Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers. Ad-free podcast review options. Take a look at that. As well, if you'd like to. Uh, for your TV and your film news, so for the other side of things, uh, David's got you covered over on geektown.co.uk. For your TV and your film news, look out for Geektown Radio episodes as well. Uh, Bex is still streaming pretty much daily over on Twitch. Trista Bites, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S. Go and give her a follow over there. She's doing some Christmas stuff as well. She's got a schedule out. Go and have a look at all that. Trista Bites, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S on basically all platforms so have a look at her things over there you can also find me streaming on twitch as well etalk uk for different video game stuff uh pez 2020 coach mode uh finale episode for season one is tonight it depends when you listen to this episode because i'm going to be starting that in about just over an hour so you might have you, you might miss the stream if you're listening to this but if you did miss the stream 
Uh, you can find them archived later on YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays on that. But just give me a follow over on Twitch, eTalk UK. And then archive streams later, YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays. There we go. Thank you. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, no thanks to, not, not saying thank you to Ubisoft because they destroyed Assassin's Creed. So screw you Ubisoft for doing that. But thank you to listening to this episode. <laughs> and I'll catch you all next time. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.